Hello. Thanks for joining episode five of Your Body Advocate, where we tell your body's side of the story. Today, we're going to talk about how to read and respond to your body's secret insights. Let's take a nice deep breath to relax. Ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Well, hello and welcome to Episode 5. Today we're going to talk about how to read and respond to your body's secret insights. You may remember in episode two, we talked about your body story and making a list of what's happened in your life to know what your body story is, what's affected your body, all the injuries, all the surgeries, all the illnesses, anything that your body has been through. Now your temple, your life has a list of the things that you've been through, but it's different. Just just want to see if there's a difference between what your body's been through according to your mind and what your body's been through according to your body. Like listen to it from a different perspective. And in that conversation, I said that if if there's things while you're writing down your list that don't come up right away, so you're coming up with your list, you know, I had this illness, I had this, and it takes a few minutes and you remember something and you're like, oh, I forgot about that. And then maybe a couple hours later, oh, that's something else. I remembered something else. And then, you know, hours later, days later, maybe even weeks later, you remember even more. It's those ones that you remember later and later and later that give you the best and the most secret insights. And that's what I want to talk about today. So the first part is to learn how to read ourselves, how to listen to ourselves. And there's ways about forgetting and remembering that have a loud speaker into our ear. Because if we forget something of a list that we're making, and then we remember it later, sometimes we don't remember it at all. Like, and the more aware we can become, and we are each day of our own behavior, it really helps us unravel some of these secrets and some of the reasons why our body feels like it needs to keep it secret from us. I mean, you know yourself and how you respond to fear and how you respond to those really deep fears, those worries that might keep you up at night. The ones that your family and friends that you know not to talk about with yourself and your spouse, your family, your kids, everybody knows not to bring that up because you have a response that's not great. It's the type of secret that everybody knows about somebody and no one talks about it around them so that they won't blow up. No one talks about it around them, so they won't respond in a way that's uncomfortable for themselves, or they think they're going to embarrass themselves, or they're going to cause a scene. So 
they do everything they can to avoid this certain subject. That's the same thing our mind does with our body. And our body will stuff things and keep it secret from us because it doesn't like the way we respond to it. There's a great book that I would recommend about this subject called The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself, and it's by Michael Singer. It's my husband's favorite book, and it's definitely one of my tops as well. And it talks about having a traumatic episode or something happening in your life that he considers, Michael Singer says, that it's like a thorn. And this is going to be a very simple explanation of his wonderful book on this. And the thorn hurts, and so you construct your life so that nothing touches the thorn instead of taking the thorn out. And even at the beginning, when you get a thorn in your skin, if you take the thorn out, it does hurt to take it out, but it's so much quicker and then it can heal. But what we tend to do as humans is we leave the thorn in, don't touch it, don't, don't bother that, and then we construct again, like I said, our whole lives around so that no one touches the thorn, no one hurts the thorn, and that we can't heal from that. And that's very similar to what I find in all the massages I do when people aren't understanding why they're hurting. Why is my pain not going away? Why does the same pain keep coming back? And this is, I think this is a great book and a great way to explain to them possibly what might be going on. So the next part is how to respond to these secret insights. So because sometimes it's not really clear still, even when you have a hint that there is something hidden or that there is something that is being kept secret from you, the next thing to do, I think, is to journal, is my favorite way to figure these things out. Another way, you can go to a counselor, you could talk to a friend, you could write a letter to yourself, to a friend, to a parent, to anybody that might be involved with this. You could pray or meditate. You could maybe do some painting, like a meditation that you would repeat the words that you are finding hints from your body. And then you can repeat those to see if you can get any more hints. That's one way I've, I've been able to find my way through some of these foggy areas in my body-mind communication. But the main point is when you do forget and you remember these hints later and later and later, those are the ones to really pay attention to because it's almost like a clue from your body, a hint, a, hey, pay attention to this because this is hard for us to bring up. This is what we've been hiding. We didn't want you to remember this, but here it is. Maybe you could figure it out from here and take it as a clue and be like, ooh, all right, wow, look at that. And learn to listen to your body and communicate back so that it can trust you and give you more hints. And then you can be more and more aware. The more aware we can be, the self-awareness is so important and it really creates more love and calm in your life. One of the things to be aware of is where these hints show up in your body, not just what, but the where is also a very 
challenging sometimes, but sometimes it's very obvious. If it's not obvious and you have some kind of angst, I'd say, or you have a, a higher heart rate for just a little bit when something makes you anxious, or you just can't calm down, but you can't figure out where it's coming from, one of the best things to do is to just sit and be still, sit and be quiet and just breathe. And then from there, maybe write down, I'm a writer, right? I like to write things down. So for me, that makes the most sense. Not everybody's like that. Like you could take notes on your phone, you know, like the, the microphone and do notes on your phone, or you could do other, maybe tell somebody, I'm not sure. But for me, I'm a writer. So I, I like to write things down. And so I ask my body, I sit and I breathe, and then I ask my body, you know, where is this coming from? What's happening? Why am I hurting and where? Where should I concentrate? And then think about what's happening in your body. Do you feel more of a pulse somewhere? Sometimes you can feel your pulse pounding. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you can feel it in your head, but sometimes it's in your hand. Sometimes it's in your elbow. And it's not from like holding your pulse, right? Or holding your, your, your blood so that's not going somewhere. Not that type of, you know, pounding. But similar to a twitch, like a twitch in your eye or twitch in your toe, twitch in your finger. Sometimes you can have a twitch in the weirdest places. And that is something that will get your attention. So there are three main places in your body where it's easiest for emotional trauma to hide. The first place is in your gut. It's so easy to hide in there. And that does include your lower back. So that whole area, right, front and back, it's really easy for things to hide in there. And we don't ever know. A lot of people are rarely touched on their stomach. And so it's really easy for something to be tight in there or even painful and someone not to realize it. Another place is in the chest under the rib cage. So it could be like in a lung or right in your diaphragm is mainly where I find it. Sometimes at the top, right where the clavicle or the your collarbone, where your collarbone and your rib cage meet right there at the top of your chest. That's a very, very common area for things to hide right under that um, collarbone. And another place that is very common and easy for places for emotion to hide is in your throat, in your neck. And it can't, it's not just in the front, like in the throat, but in the back. And usually it's both. So it's when someone hasn't said what they need to say, when someone isn't listening to what they really need to hear, those types of things, that's in the throat and that's held there and it's stuck like having a um, you know the statements of I have a th frog in my throat something is really hard to swallow those are statements that have been around for centuries that describe this type of uh, emotion being held in your throat or your chest or your stomach we'll have podcasts to break each one of these down like having things held in your throat and what that means and how you can dissolve that and how you can heal that. Same thing with the chest in the, in the area of grief. The chest is hold all grief. Courage, love, and betrayal are the four main. And then in your stomach, 
That's worry and fear are the main two. So these three areas are definitely the top three that I've worked in my massage practice for all these years. And they all have to do with other areas of the body as well. So if the throat is hurting, usually the stomach is hurting and sometimes the knees are hurting. And so those three go together. If I'm working on one, I'll always check the other two. And then the chest, it works with a cross current sometimes from right shoulder to left hip, left shoulder to right hip. And also I have found that it will go from right under the ear, all that part of the neck through the area affecting all the muscles all around that collarbone straight down to the diaphragm, which you can touch by putting your fingers underneath your rib cage. And so usually I find that there's a line of pain between the diaphragm and where the collarbone line up. This is another reason why I want to get some of this information out to people because there's simple ways to find your own patterns and then to work your way through that with breathing, stretching, praying, meditation, etc. There's different things that you can do for yourself right now that can help you feel better and possibly help you solve these problems on your own. And another big point of having great self-awareness and being able to tell what's going on with your body and having a great communication between your mind and your body and your spirit is that you can be more compassionate, more kind and loving to the people around you because you have so much understanding, compassion, and forgiveness for yourself. And so I think spreading that in our world is really needed and really, really important. I think there are at least five reasons to become more self-aware, to increase your own self-awareness. One is because you become calmer and you stay calm and you aren't as easily upset by the ways people act in the world. Number two is that you will be in less pain. You will understand your pain better in your body and it will be communicated differently once you understand it deeper and you'll have more understanding about it and it's, it just becomes a different type of feeling in your body. Number three is that you're more understanding of others. You understand better their own pain because you understand yours. You understand what's happening in their lives with their families and their misunderstandings and their fears and their doubts of themselves, etc. Those are also really important. Number four is because you're quick to forgive yourself. So you'll be more likely quick to forgive others. And this is huge. This is, makes for a much loving, more loving environment and is very important for the survival of our kind. And number five is that it's easier for you to spread love and kindness when you are aware of your own love for yourself and love for others. Then it just becomes second nature and it's really easy for you to spread a smile and a hug and just love and kindness to the people around you. So I think it's really important for all of us to keep improving our own self-awareness. 
Okay, so today, let's recap what we were talking about. We're talking about reading and responding to our body's secret insights. So we want to read it by noticing when something, if you're making a list of your body stories, the best way, in my opinion, because it's very focused on this. And if there's something that shows up late, right, you don't remember it right away. So it's a few days, a few hours, a few weeks later, then that is a huge hint. It's a huge clue from your mind to your body, from your body to your mind, either way, that something has been hidden, something is secret, and it wants your attention now to try to heal it. I also think that when that happens, your body feels like it's time, like you have the energy right now to fix this, when before you may not have had the energy, the time, you may not have had the maturity or the support system around you. Something was off and that's why it kept hidden and kept secret, but now you're ready. You have the strength, you have what it takes to get this healed, to get it figured out to solve the puzzle, to solve the mystery. And so I think timing is really important. So the next part is like how to respond to this, to these secret insights that we get. And there's a whole slew of things that you can do. I like to journal. I like to um, write things down for sure. But there's a lot of things that we went through. And you can also go grab my 19 ways of releasing emotional stress from your body, that will help too. So I hope this helped today. I can't wait to see you at our next episode. And thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.